Hello, everyone, and welcome to a different kind of thing, a special edition podcast. I'd like to call it the Weird Science Ranting and Raven. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't that be great? Uh, this is going to be just a side deal this week where I go through the rant raves of the week. There's a lot of them and a lot of time with it, but uh, because of that, we decided to put it as a separate podcast and see how this works. At one point, we were even thinking of having a podcast that would be the rant raves and the mail as a separate Podcast may be called Mailbag of the Rantin' and the Ravens, something like that. But again, if you're listening to this, this is the Rant and Rave episode of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, and uh, we'll see how this goes. But because it's the Rant and Raves, that means that we have to hear a song. Look out, and this is the Rant and Raves, and we have a Rant and Rave line that you can call 641-715-3900, enter extension 452328, followed by the pound sign. It's just that easy. It is just that easy. Wrong turn, though. I tried to call this week because I was at work, and I was getting mad, yelling about, I I believe, probably Batman at work, Uh, and Eric told me out of the blue, I don't want to hear it. You have a problem. Call the Rant and Rave line. So I did, but something got messed up, and my rant rave did not save. I don't think I hit the pound sign at the end, something, and it got all screwy, and uh, I was mad because it was kind of funny. Uh, Eric was just screaming in the background at me uh, during the whole thing, which that's what made it funny, not me. But we're going to start the rant and raves with the Hollywood Kid. What's up, weird science? Coming at you live Boop. from Leaks Lip. Back again, it's your boy, the Hollywood Kid. It is the Hollywood Boosh. Kid. Boosh. Uh, it's been fucking ages since I did one of these yokes. Uh, back, you know you know when it was? Back in the in the great uh, Leak Slip bread <laughs> shortage. Yeah, the bread shortage uh, years at Leak Slip. In Leak Slip of 2018. 2018. Uh, those Way were back. the days. Uh, but uh, it is, it's currently... Now he's sitting there uh, eating all the bread he wants, making French toast uh, every two seconds. Hashtag NCBD. I'm just back from uh, the, the the Dublin City Comics, the best comic book shop this side of the golden age, 1942. I got a, 
I got a stack of books. Get out of your Batman, your pants. Uh, no, I got, I got, got plenty of books. Uh, oh, but most importantly, I got the book of the week. Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, oh, volume my goodness. two. And you know what we're going to do here? We're going to do one of these... Uh, one of these live unboxings. It's an of, unboxing. Uh, the book of the week. Uh, now, obviously, audio only. Um, you know, you won't be able to see the unboxing. Uh, no. There's no, there's no fucking box at all, to be honest. But um, you know, it's it's uh, unboxing of the mind is what it is. It's the Phantom Reviewer. Uh, but um, yeah, so we're gonna do that. But uh, yeah, first of all, we'll just uh, we'll just kick off the rant and rant. It's gonna be a long one. Uh, I'm just gonna just be talking, like you know. So if you have a problem, uh, yeah, he means his and the rest. You can so. Go and you know record one of your own random. There you go. And, uh, and or come on down to leaks. Alternatively, you can catch <laughs> these fists if you want to do that as well. Hang on, let me just take a sip of the tea. There you go. I'm gonna sip some coffee mm, with good you. Good stuff, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, how you doing, Eric? Uh, you know, you know, Eric. Uh, oh no, uh, it's on my mind because. Uh, because no. you know they, we just had the Patreon, uh, then started a month, Hello. you know. So you got that Patreon money yes. coming in now. Where's the Patreon at? But uh, yeah, so um, you know, uh, where's these boys' toys at, Eric? You know, uh, <laughs> now I'm no, I'm no uh, badass Rockefeller. You know, I'm not, I'm not paying the twenty smacks. But you know, yeah. even with the the measly money that I give you, you should at least get like a couple of Kinder surprises out of that. No. You know, so. We could have like a live build session on the podcast. That'd be pretty fun. And- As I, I, I forgot to mention, Eric isn't here. Uh, he ended up uh, going out, and I believe he's hung over at this moment. Uh, possibly like Brandon, drinking too many margaritas last night for Cinco de Mayo. Uh, in the side deal, he was going out to a Cinco de Mayo party where one, his one friend put it out on Facebook uh, earlier this week, hey, I'm having a Cinco de Mayo party, and his buddy Knuckles wrote, oh, that sounds cool, w- what day? And they all made fun of Knuckles, which they should. And, and then you could describe the chocolate to us as well, that'd be pretty Oof. nice. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, well, it's like Eric's really oh, and Jim. here. Uh, how yes. are you doing, Jim? Uh, I'm okay. Very good. Uh, Thank keep you. doing what you're doing, I would say. Oh, and, uh, I, I actually don't. Because <laughs> uh, you haven't watched My Hero Academia yet, so... Uh, no, I haven't. You know, don't don't be. I almost watched it the other day, but uh, I still have not watched My Hero Academia. Be doing that, and do be watching My Hero Academia. Yes. There you go. Right, so I'm, I'm going to leave some, right now and do it. Some good books out this week, actually. Uh, I enjoyed Action. I thought that was pretty good. I enjoyed most of DC Nation, except Tom King, fucking, and Tom King taking a big shit all over Booster Gold. I'm. We are literally. We were just talking about that on the Slack chat right now, and yes. me, me and Andrew in Belfast and Simon, we're not impressed. Well, mind you, nobody, nobody in the GFC is impressed. Hey, we're not allowed to talk up. about I did that. Enjoy, um, I did enjoy Bendis' story, and I did enjoy No Justice, so I'm looking forward to that next week. Yeah, and it, we had that on the Patreon, the DC Nation, and uh, yeah, I think I'm with Eric, though. Most of the three stories, none of them got me pumped up, uh, but... You know, they're just previews, so yeah, they were cool enough. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Avengers. Avengers was yes. fucking class. That was good. Mm, me and Trevor. Oh, we loved Avengers. Oh, everybody like in the savoring it. Go and, go and get that Avengers comic. I think, uh, I think, uh, uh my boy, 
my boy Jeremy, he's going to be getting that as well. Oh, like, I'm not, you know, I'll tell you what, like, isn't it mad? Like, at the start of Rebirth, Marvel was in uh, Civil War 2, and it was pants. And everybody was I like, geez, Marvel <laughs> pants, yes. DC all the way. But, like, you know, flash forward to today, right? Yep. And uh, we got the fresh start, and then you got delay comics, which is what I call DC these days. The no uh, start. Uh, or fucking doesn't know how to correct misspellings comics. Nope. Uh, so, you know, how times have changed. Wow. But anyway, let's get on to the meat and cheese. Um, here sound. we go. We unbox the book of the week, Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, volume two. So what we're going to do is we're just going to. It's just that easy. <sighs> I'm just going to do sound like effects. The book of the week to me. So, you, you know, you, 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 you go into your local comic book shop. You walk up to the 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 people at the at the counter and you're like, yo, the Hollywood kid told me I need to get the book of the week. Damn and then right. they slap down. Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, yep. Volume 2, and they'd be like, that's 30 quid, please. And you smack down your 30 quid, like 30 quid, and the next thing you know, you're in for a whale of a time, a roller coaster ride <laughs> of emotions. You'll pay for the whole scene, but you'll only need the edge. This volume of Green Lantern, Kyle Rayner, uh, Volume 2, to be precise, it collects uh, Green Lantern, number 58 to 65, so... Pff, value for money but not only that it, it, it gives you guy gardner warrior number 27 to oh. 28 which is like a three-parter eric really uh, liked with, that with, with, with green lantern and, and guy gardner uh, even though they're both well no at this stage he was like he had the, this weird alien like he could morph his arm into guns it's yep he was pretty alien. wacky uh, and then uh, you also get oh you get the new titans Number 124 and 125. Wowee. And then you get the Dark Stars, number 34. And to top it all off, you get Damage, number 16. Now, you might be thinking, well, hold on. We only just got, like, Damage, number yeah. 4 the other day. Well, this is, like, 1990s Damage. This ain't... Uh, I can't believe it's not the Hulk Damage. You know, this is this is a different guy. But basically, you might be like... You might be going, all right, Hollywood kid. What's going on? Why are we getting all these, uh, all these books that aren't Green Lantern and Green Lantern? Kyle yeah, Rainer that's what I'm wondering. And well, to 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 answer that question, I you know I know uh, that continuity kid uh, Eric Shea can can back me up on this one. Basically, no. What happened was what the the dealio was. Uh, Green Lantern Kyle Rayner was just so popular. He was just the best guy around that they had that to put him awesome. on on other books because, like you know, the the shite books that weren't selling, uh, you know, you, you put him on, you put Kyle Rayner on. Next thing you know, boosh, it's like it's got an art germ cover. It's the sales are through <laughs> the roof because you know he's the book boosh. of the week. So basically, you know, all I'm saying is, you know, well, he's, he's... I'm gonna ask Eric, Eric. Do you think that that's what is uh, the the deal here? So uh, the Hollywood kid said that you put Kyle Rayner on any other book and that just increases it tenfold in sales. It's fucking nonsense. I hate uh, everything. He he does not agree with you, Luke. Stick some Kyle Rayner on uh, 
You stick some Kyle Rayner on, I don't know, well, JLA is cancelled, but you stick you stick Kyle Rayner on any book yeah. that's not doing so Hellblazer. Uh, you know, he's, it's going to do well, except Hal Jordan. Wait, well, why was he on Blue Beetle? Even though he's already in that. Yeah, that's the way, yeah. <laughs> it's the book he's in. And it's, thanks to Jim, we know that that sale's not going well, so I don't, I don't know. That's a mystery. I don't know what's going on there. But basically, yeah, that those issues are part of uh, this big crossover event. Uh, which is with Kyle, because, oh yeah, at this stage, Kyle isn't, because this is before, now, this is a tie-in to Jeremy's JLA Jamboree. If you listen to that, then you know uh, he's part of the JLA team, uh, well, Grant Morrison's JLA team, anyway, but this is before all that stuff, uh, where he's a member of the New Titans. But then that book got cancelled, because it was pants. So, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and, and and obviously Kyle went on to bigger and better things from there. But it's kind of nice. I would say about this crossover, it's kind of nice, uh, you know, you do get uh, to see Kyle interacting with some fellow heroes. You get some good Roy Harper action. That's cool. Uh, oh, he, Roy Harper in the 90s. Wow. <laughs> he, he, he certainly got a, he's certainly got a style going on there. But uh, And then you get... Most importantly, you get some good uh, Donna Troy Kyle Rayner action, because uh, uh, I know, I know, I know, I know uh, that that the continuity kid is a big fan of uh, Jade and Kyle Rayner. But I gotta be honest, I do like a bit of Jade, Fucking but nonsense. like you know, Donna Troy and Kyle Rayner is you know that's where it's at for me. <laughs> Boosh. But um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, that's apart hilarious. from that, so you you got is, uh, to be honest, like. Yeah, I can take or leave that crossover. It's the Kyle Rayner bits are good, obviously, because it's book of the week. But uh, you know, otherwise, it's just a bit of it's just a bit of filler. But it's it's nice to get them collected anyway. And I would say that uh, it's kind of like the first, yeah. Uh, I would say that it's pretty good. Uh, the art's a bit wacky now, to be honest. But um, really, the the meat and cheese uh, of what you're getting in this volume is uh, the two part event. In Green Lantern issue sixty three and sixty four, called Parallax View, wowee! And I tell you what, you slap down that thirty quid, you get you get thirty quid worth of worth of content in those two issues alone. I'm pants. telling you, and that's that's what the front cover with a uh, with Hal and Kyle. That's from Parallax View. Oh, so basically, Parallax View is um, it's set after Zero Year. It's it's basically. You remember the highlight of the book of the week, uh, volume Green Lantern Kyle Rayner Volume One. The highlight of that was the Zero issue, which was basically uh, Hal and Kyle's big standoff on Oa, uh, where where Kyle ended up blowing up Oa, uh, not for the first time. Oa's probably blown up twenty million times since then, but Kyle was like, you know, Kyle was a trendsetter back in the day, uh, and that if you remember way, way, way back in the day, that was my highlight of the book of the week, volume one. So, the it's only it's only fair that the continuation of this, uh, this you know, parallax Kyle standoff, uh, that that is the highlight of the book of the week, volume two. And you know, it's not just Kyle; he's 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 getting all the all the old gang. He's getting uh, Ollie. And uh, from from the hard traveling heroes, is in Dinah, uh, and even uh, Martian Manhunter shows up for a bit. Basically, That's yeah, cool. Hal Hal comes in, he's all like, uh, "Yo, uh, Kyle, give me back my ring, please." Except he doesn't ask, please. And then um, 
I mean, Kyle's like, because you remember back in the day, Kyle was like, oh, yeah, you know what? That Hal Jordan, he's pretty good. I should probably give him the ring. <laughs> uh, but Kyle has grown since then. He's had all these wacky oh, so uh, crossovers with books that don't sell as much as him. So he's, he's, he's learned from his experience and he's been like, Spoilers, no. Man. So basically everybody has to team up to stop him. Uh, but then like, you know. Oh, I don't want to spoil it on you, but uh, yeah, oh, it's, it's really spoilers, good. man. So, uh, yeah. So basically, for those two issues alone, uh, and also before even that, you get some great Donna Troy Kyle Rayner action. You get oh, you get a lot of issues, Sliders. and then the whole Guy Garner one. Uh, it's all about uh, his mom and fridges. Uh, so Sliders. you know, women in refrigerators and all that. It's pretty Oof. topical, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go another quality review from the Hollywood kid yes. uh, basically well you know after hearing all that I, do, I don't see how you could not want to get the book of the week uh, just cause <laughs> and, you know, put, put it up on your shelf next to your uh, booster golds and your My Hero Academias and you'd be set uh, so oh and there's a great I'm gonna actually put this up on the Slack chat there's a great like poster spread uh, at the very end so basically after you read like a whole a whole trade worth of book of the week goodness you turn oh there's some sketches in the back by uh, by my boy Daryl Banks uh, he's a great artist and then you he, I, he should be doing some more stuff I think uh, and then you oh there's more I didn't even see this oh I, I skipped this page wow oh, it's, I'm pretty excited um yeah, I'm going to put this up on the Slack chat. There's this really cool poster, which is Kyle going beast mode, and then there's a big giant parallax. Oh, and it looks really cool. Oh, great colors as well. Uh, yeah, so basically, I give this a, a very good score, is what I'd give it. I, I You know, uh, the in the spirit of the Marvel Minute, I'd say, you know, you got to, in terms of the book of the week, you got to buy it, uh, borrow it, don't forget it. Uh, just do all of them. I give it a uh, hundred, a hundred emojis, and I think it's great. Nice. Uh, and I think, I think every, I think you know everybody. I just want to give a shout out to everybody. Uh, I want to give a shout out to to Jim for doing a million podcasts, and I don't know where the Guinness Book of World Records is, but they should be coming. Where is it? You've done a lot, uh, and it's it's all quality content. I wouldn't uh, go that I like far. The Phantom Reviewer, and then you, you got Eric. <laughs> oh my god, Eric's, Eric's pretty good, even though he forgets to do Boys Toys episodes. He's still pretty good. <laughs> he seems to forget. Right? And then, oh, I I just want to give a shout out to everybody on the podcast because they've been doing great work. He forgets to do the rant raves too. I've been loving uh, Andy and Abby, uh, who've been doing solid work. I loved that booster gold episode at least somebody understands booster that's gold what i thought better than feckin tom king does Jeez. oh and um and i also need to give a big shout out to my boy vermillionaire because uh, he he did me a solid and voice he did of an my angel pick my hero academia he did do my hero academia didn't really enjoy it as much though you heard it you know that you know he wasn't the biggest fan no but you know what? That's okay, cause I'm just like I'm. I'm an addict. But you see, oh, if that's the case, I have watched the anime. I didn't like it, Luke. I'm not down with it. I thought it was terrible. The thing about Vermillionaire is he's apart from just having the voice of an, voice angel, of an angel. He's also got the the brains of a reviewer, <laughs> and uh, you know he can 
He can. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just. He a twists big and turns those man. reviews. Boy, he he can. He dissects it, and he, he, made he dissects the hell points, out of it. If you listen to it, you know. He he knows what he's talking about when he's reviewing these books, uh, and he like and he watched. That's why I haven't watched My Hero Academia because he does know what he's talking about, and he said it was garbage, Luke. So I I can't watch that. I I do not have time for garbage. I don't have time for baloney. Well, I, I you know we, I I think he might watch it again. We kind of convinced him on the Slack chat, you oh. know, me and the boys. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was just happy to be honest. Because uh, I got to hear the the theme song, that made me smile. That was like hearing uh, that was like hearing the, the. Isn't the theme song uh, "Comfortably Numb" by Pink Floyd? Is that the theme song to My Hero Academia? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm starting to wake up now. When we started, Luke Luke Steele, I I hadn't had my coffee. Now I'm drinking my coffee, playing Eric soundboard stuff, and now I am waking up. Uh, green's light all over again. Uh oh. But uh, Wait a, who Green's has, light. Oh, Wait no, a second. Uh, Wait a second. Jeremy has been knocking it out of the park with uh, with the JLA Jamborees. I've been loving them, uh, and I've been loving the voices as well. It's like, uh, it's like comic of the mind oh Uh, the the, well obviously like the marvel minute has just been on top form as per usual Uh, ding sound brandon and trevitt you know knocking it out of the park and of course ding sound males have been great uh, especially the ones that i write and uh (laughs) on the rat raves ding uh, sound i've just been all i've been loving mad marty's uh topical uh marvel Movie discussions—it's uh, yes. like a blast from the past. Uh, but uh, you know, it's new to him though. I'm everybody. Every you know, everybody just on the Slack chat. Everybody's great on the Twitter. Just to get fresh crew is just the 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 best the best Poop. news in town. Poop. Yes, straight up. Uh, well, you know, I think this has been wow. We sixteen minutes. Oh my goodness. Uh, I think this has been an experience. Uh, I I I don't know when the I suppose. Next time there's a bread shortage or a, a book of the week comes out, I'll, I'll have like, another open the headphones. Bread but, shortage. Uh, yeah, until then, this has been your boy, uh, Hollywood and Leak Slip, the, the Hollywood kid, and he's going to drink some tea and read some comics. Uh, XO, XO, XO. XO. Brightest day and brightest night. No evil escape my sight. No war threats, evil mites. Beware of my power, green's light. Green's light. There you go, Luke, your favorite deal. And I'm going to continue now with uh, a guy who some may claim is the reigning champion slash king of the Get Fresh crew, Beep Boop. Of course, that's Richard Richardson. Richard Richardson there you go. Richard Richardson is indeed. That is true. That is the case. We're going to go now to uh, a guy who's going to be doing his first rant and rave. And of course, I'm talking about. Howdy, Trail Girl. I'm talking about John Wayne. Here we go. This young whippersnapper how No harm has been done. The young Ben here is one of the nicest boys in the territory. So just put down that shotgun. Let's get a full with Mike. <laughs> Some, some fists. You all calm down. Oh, she's just a little excited. I know, I know. I'm going to use good judgment. I haven't lost my temper in 40 years. But Pilgrim, you caused a lot of trouble this morning. Might have got somebody killed. And somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. But I won't. <laughs> I won't. 
the hell I was gonna. He can't help himself. He's gonna. Compelled him in the mouth. Well, howdy to my fellow pilgrims of the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. Howdy, Grailbo. Uh, this is John Wayne for my first ever yes, first Ray ever. Great Science DC. Um, quickly got to give a shout out to the birthday boys of the weekend, uh, Brandon and Mr. Dancing Mike. Hope you guys have a great one. Enjoy free comic book day. I saw a bit of Brandon's uh, shenanigans for his birthday because obviously this was the night after they all went out on Saturday night. Uh, it looks like Dancing Mike had a nice cake. Brandon got drunk, started taking selfies of himself, and had some sort of, I don't know, keychain, maybe a sash. Maybe he was given the key to Buffalo. I have no idea what's going on in this picture with his buddies in the back, but no vests. They were not wearing their denim vests, which upset me. But Brandon did tell me he was drinking a lot of margaritas for Cinco de Mayo and not eating a lot of food. That is not a good combo. So, But he's up. I saw him earlier in the Slack chat. He was actually one of the first people that seemed up, so I'll give him that. Um, but yeah, and then... Jim and Eric, I gotta thank you guys for all the hard work you guys put Ooh. in all the time. Everything for the Patreon, everything like that. Oh my goodness. It's amazing how much shit you guys put out. But um You should see my yeah, toilet. Like I'll just kinda I guess I'll just kinda jump right in here. Um I'm gonna try and use as many John Wayne clips, sound yes. bites, quotes, etc. as I can. Pilgrim. I'm not saying that's gonna be That's all I know. Pilgrim. Be a ton. But uh yeah, I'll try and hey, I didn't like that Batman this week, Pilgrim. Do as many as I can. Uh, it's funny, too. When I was growing up, obviously, uh, that was a long, long time ago, uh, decades and, and years, millennial ago. Uh, they, uh, John Wayne impersonation was huge. Like, that was one of the big go-tos. I don't think that's the case anymore, unfortunately. Um, because I, Pilgrim, there you go. I'll slap you with my belt, Pilgrim. Here's the first one. Yo, it's my profile picture on Twitter. Life is tough, but it's tougher when you're stupid. That's and you know right. What? DC Comics is making a lot of stupid decisions lately. It's it's baffling in a lot of ways. It is. But, you know, they deserve whatever comes their way next. But this week, guys, just full of shitty news for fans of DC Comics. Uh, first, they've got that DC Universe app going for uh, their TV shows and yep. such. But they don't have an app for their comics yet. Nope. The- it says, and I was reading about the app, and it says that it'll eventually be an experience that ties in entertainment, comics, and maybe make you a sandwich at 3 a.m. But right now you have some TV shows, and it just ends up being one of those, you know, you have to get this app to watch our shows and things like that, which, number one, I hate that anyway. Even though I do have the stick, I'm, I'm a pirate. Uh, but even so, the, the comic app, just to, just to stop a second and tell everybody, we got done recording last night. We were doing the regular podcast last night. We got done. I went downstairs at, say, 10 o'clock, somewhere around there. I was up till 2 reading Marvel Comics on the app and some other things I bought because I'm trying to catch up the things with Fresh Start, which I'm pretty much caught up. But I was going through the app just reading stuff, reading articles about what's coming up next. It just gets you excited. And DC thinks that because they don't want to give this stuff out, oh, then nobody will buy trades or whatever, nobody will buy our comics. I seem to see the top 10 list from last month. They haven't had the full sales out, but the top 10 list 
dominated by Marvel. So somebody is reading the app, uh, and you're I'm giving my money to Marvel. I wasn't even reading the app that much, and I still would pay that each month because I like to have it. Now I'm reading tons of stuff, mainly because I haven't been that happy with the DC stuff. So DC, you put this out, and you don't think that all of a sudden there's going to be people excited because when, say, the Batman uh, comes out, the Batman comic comes out a couple weeks ago where you had Selina and the dress, where they had all of those flashbacks from uh, past issues of Batman and Catwoman. You don't think that people wouldn't go through that app and read them because you somehow think they're going to go out and buy them? No, they're not going to go out and buy them. They're reading the Tom King deal. They're like, okay, I get it. I read this article about what it ties into. You have that app, then they go back and read them. And what that does then is make people more knowledgeable, but also get them excited about other things. I mean, you may end up then somebody goes back and reads something and goes, you know what? I really think that I like that Catwoman story. And then as the trickle effect goes down, it ends up that the new Joel Jones Catwoman book, somebody ends up buying it just because now they have exposure to these other stories. It's nonsense to think that this app would cause you not to buy uh, you know, comics. It, it doesn't. It makes you more excited about them because you can go and read something that you like. Uh, episodes are going to be coming out. Plus, unlike me, a lot of people like hard copies of the things. They'll read something from before, and they'll go and buy that anyway, like a, you know, like a putz. Weekly, instead of being bingeable, like most other streaming services, and they're not doing the free digital codes anymore on the monthly books. Nope, that's it's just too. The way that they, the new creative ways they find to mess with their fans, it's they, they, they are find props them. for that. They, they, they keep they finding, keep finding new ways to do it. That's yep. it's just utter utter nonsense and total garbage. Um, you know, not to stray too far here, but I do study political polarization in school. Ooh. That is what I'm trying it's to get. Fancy. My, uh, I don't know what that is. We'll see if that happens. But um, you know, and so I see a lot of this stuff, and I see a lot of. People self-selecting into the groups that reinforce their worldviews, the ones that the things that they yeah. already think, and so you can look. You can see that with Tom King fans who don't ever want to hear no. any criticism of their Less guy, Jedi. their writer, the reason that they're into comics. But you also see it in what kind of what DC is trying to do. They're trying to eliminate anyone that doesn't. Support the position that DC is just utterly killing it and slaying all things comics lately, which I think everyone in the Get Fresh crew would be able to say is just not true. You know, I I'm on record saying I really enjoyed the first year of Rebirth, but I really like you know this last uh, this last while here it's just been treading water, trudging along with not a whole lot going on across all the major titles. And it's not like there's nothing that DC could do, off, like right now. Um, you could start by firing Steve Orlando, get Boom. his nonsense out of here. Um, you could maybe get a good writer on Wonder Woman for a change. Yeah, yeah. you know, you're, said uh, that this the week as well. Iconic female character in all the comics Part who just of the had Trinity. a smashing hit, successful movie last summer. And that you did not capitalize on at nope. all because her book has just been poop, poop ever poop, since. Poop, indeed. You know, maybe poop. you could have focused poop. on getting a new writer for Wonder poop, Woman poop. instead of going out there to get Brian Michael Bendis to take over the super books that 
in all honesty, didn't really need all that much of a changeup, in my opinion. It's no secret in the Get Fresh crew that I love Superman. Huge fan. I love the super fan. But yeah, I really Superman, love Smosh and They are my favorite creative team in all the comics. Um, you know, yeah, in general, I guess I just I kind of like family books. Jim, you have Jim books. Eric has Eric yeah. books. Reggie cool, has cool. his books. I like family books. So, I mean, like Fantastic Four when I was a kid was always a big one. Like Family Circus. Like that? Like the Family Circus or, or possibly the Peanuts? I'm really digging. Although the the parents and the Peanuts not really a family book because they wah, 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 wah. That was not a duck. That was me doing the Peanuts voices of parents. Over there. Or adults in general. Marvel, like only Wolverine with Laura. Dagwood. He likes Blondie. And Gabby. Really like that. Miss um, Marvel was really cool. Yeah, Again, I like that. Family vibe. Um, but yeah, that's my type of book. And so Superman, my favorite character with my favorite creator. So you love the Bat family. Is that what you're telling me? Team and being involved into like the super dad, the super fam. It was just, it was perfect. wonder, I, I'd never watched, uh, asked John Wayne if he actually read the animal book. Or Animal Book, Animal Man Book from the New 52. Because uh, that was a real family book as well, which I really liked. And it was everything I wanted out of getting really kind of way more into comics than I ever have been in my life. Um, yeah, like in New 52, I really I didn't read anything consistently except for Batman and Robin by Tomasi Gleason. And I always read Fables, but, you know, that's just like a smaller Vertigo imprint or book, whatever. Um, yeah. So uh, after that, I guess I, I did pick up the um, Lois and Clark mini by Dan Jurgens yeah. in the DCYOU. I love that. Just because it, I it saw, fell apart. You know, it was the pre-Flashpoint Lois and Clark, and they had a kid that really, really intrigued. I was going to ask. I was going to ask Eric if he likes Tomasi Gleason. Eric, do you like Tomasi Gleason? Who is your favorite creative team right now? That's a good question. My my favorite writer right now would probably be uh, probably Tomasi. Honestly, it. Like I, I get I give this fucking annual a low score, but I do love Tomasi Gleason together. He Who loves, is laughing? I hate them. <laughs> he loves Tomasi Gleason together, he said. Me that got me kinda hooked and I really like that series. So then seeing Jeff Johns making them a part of the Rebirth special, you know, everything with that bringing in all the classic yeah. elements, etc. also like the Watchmen. But the Super Fam was a critical part for me. It was it was a huge part. It was the hook that got me into the rest of the line. So Jim, that's kind of why like I'll I'll send you those funny things about what Bendis is saying about the super fam and everything yeah. like that. You know, at, at the end of the day, I think I think he's just kind of playing the game. He sees the people are talking about what's going to happen to Lois and John, and yeah, this is just it's just building the hype behind his run. Why would he try and silence that? All I know. before Man of Steel even starts. He's, why? That's my personal take on it. The only thing uh, that worries kind of me, hinted at the, the thing that worries me about it, I have to get to, uh, is that a lot of times, and I, you know, a lot of the things I say go back to sports and, and stuff like that, where you have that whole idea, and this is, you know, solid fact for the most part. You have a new coach come into a team. And they immediately, you know, start cleaning house because they want to make it their 
their team, quote unquote, their team. So even guys that worked out before may not work the system that they bring in. Uh, You end up getting a Chip Kelly as your coach, and that motherfucker comes in and just fucking tears tears your team to the ground and then puts in his guys. And if Brian Michael Bendis continues fully what we were getting with Tomasi Gleason, which I loved, I you say about some of the things, I'm with all of that, including you know the uh, the idea of the Lois and Clark book with Dan Jurgens, things like that. So I'm all in. But what happens then is they they don't want it to be like, oh, this is just Tomasi Gleason again, or this is just this again. They want their own thing. So I worry about it for, for people like you, John, that love the uh, John and Lois, but I don't think that they're going to completely get rid of them. That would be nonsense. That would be complete and utter nonsense, but we'll see. I've hinted at that Lois is going to have her own like miniseries for a little while. I don't know if he's the one I necessarily want writing that, but... You know, she's going to be around. I think that's the same way I feel about John. This is just, it's, he's building it. He's trying to build up hype. That's all. That's, that's really all it is because I just can't see DC being so stupid as to get rid of their, the best thing that happened at a rebirth. You know, to me, like the establishment of a super fam is like, you know, kind of like the Fantastic Four, the first family. I thought he was talking about JLA. Of the DC universe. Maybe it's just because I'm such a Superman fan, but to me, that's like, I don't know, that was kind of like the best thing that happened to DC over this while. I think they're easily the best thing to come out of Rebirth. But again, I'm totally going to give Mr. Bendis his shot. I have already got the Man of Steel mini pre-ordered and everything um, at at the local comic shop. But, you know, all that said, if he ends up just kind of doing a full board wipe, where he just gets rid of everything that's happened in Rebirth. Because, you know, I love Dan Jurgens too. I didn't even get to talk about him. But action wasn't bad at all during I liked it. Rebirth. Uh, you know, I had a few more lulls here and there, but I still really liked it. Um, I mean, if Bendis just... It didn't have that uh, road trip in Action Comics right there. There's a plus. That's rid of all of it. It would be tough for me to stick around. Um, you know, like my top... F- I just have to do... I have to do a look at my pull list because my top four books are Action, Superman, Super Sons, and the new Superman of Justice League of China. All of them changing. Two of those are going to be canceled, and two of them are going through a pretty big shakeup. What do I? What do I even have after that? Supergirl and Birds of Prey are canceled. Yep. I guess uh, Teen Titans isn't being canceled, but it's on hiatus, and it's coming back different. So I mean, yeah, Teen Titans, Flash, Green Arrow, and Wonder Woman. And none of those books are particularly fucking out of this world great right now. So, yeah, it feels like DC's kind of trying to be, I don't know, trying to live up to that John Wayne quote, uh, if you give them by the balls, their hearts and minds will follow. Mm. But you know what I have to say about that, DC? Oh, I feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Sound effects. The hell there ain't. Yeah, it's just it's just not me. <laughs> like if you're putting out something that I'm not crazy about, I'm just I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. Yeah, I I, I can't believe I didn't do that with Batman, but I'm um, I'm in it till the wedding. People and go to the wedding, then I'm out. But you know, if you get rid of my favorite thing, favorite development in comics and the Super Fam, you get rid of that as you replace my favorite creative team on my favorite character. 
yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to be stoked on it. And I'm, you know, I, the only way I can signal my dis, distaste is by not buying your books anymore. So that's, that's likely what, what I'll do if Bendis does a full board web. Again, it's like the Duke would say. If I can't teach you one way, I'll teach you another. <laughs> but I'm going to get the job done. You don't listen to word science. You only listen to the people that kiss your ass. The only way I could show this is a very sound effect laden first call. He is going all out. It's funny because he sent me the deal and he sent me the files instead of actually uh, making it into an MP3 at first. And boy, there's a lot of files. I opened this thing. I'm like, the hell is this that he sent me? I opened up. It's like 18 million things, and I I thought it looked like it was an audacity like a a file deal, a, a program, or a, you know the setup there. But it wasn't. It didn't jive with mine. So I couldn't make it work. So I had to yeah, write back to him and tell him to get it. I'm like, he sent a lot of files. It came in a zip file. Bendis in DC that I'm, I'm upset with what they do is by stop buying the books. He would be totally shooting himself in the foot. Exactly for the reasons I've laid out. I don't, I'm certainly not the only one that feels this way. Um, definitely not on the Get Fresh crew, but also just on Twitter. <laughs> people, people have been freaking the fuck out about this. Like, I mean, he'd lose a good chunk of. His support. I mean, he's got his own support. That's probably just going to follow him from Marvel. But you get what I'm saying. To me, though, yep. all of this kind of ties, it loops back around into all of these delays that DC's been having from Doomsday Clock and Metal. And it just, it tells me that the company is directionless at this point. They have, they're rudderless. They don't know what they're doing. They're just kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. You know, I'll give him credit a lot for of like, shit the Black Label imprint. That seems really cool. I'm really about that. Seems like a good way that they'll be dragging in, like, stealing talent from uh, the other books. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you like, we want you to write, like, uh, Green Arrow. Okay, but I want to do my own version of Wonder Woman or whatever, whatever the deal is. But I think that was a good thing for them. But otherwise, it's... It's a clusterfuck over there right now, fam. I don't know what it is. But, you know, Jeff Johns, I love the guy. I really do. I wouldn't be a comics fan if it weren't for him. You know, I got into DC when I was a kid with the DC yep. animated shows. And he was writing Teen Titans around the same time. So, like, he was a perfect entranceway into reading for me. And like I said earlier, like, I loved Rebirth. But I he's, he's the chief creative officer of DC Comics. Yep. I get that he is super into movies and television and all that's that stuff now for is, yeah. Warner Brothers in DC. But you should let someone else take that job title if he's not going to be I think they should get it. a lot of different You know, all the delays on Doomsday Clock, they are what they are, but it's holding up the rest of the line. And so then that's why I think you see things like No Justice come out, the New Justice League books come in this summer. That's why. Whatever this semi-course correction they have, it's kind of half-assed in my opinion. And I know Dancing Mike doesn't like Scott Snyder, but maybe he should take over as chief creative officer. I don't yeah, know. And actually, maybe he'd be better. I was telling that to Eric this week at work that maybe that's like the ultimate role that you would see him taking. It, it does make complete sense, but maybe he would be better at that. And then Dancing Mike can, you know, be rest assured that he wouldn't do as many books, maybe. And then Dancing Mike would be happy as well. But you need somebody else 
to kind of right the ship. Uh, you know, shift, uh, you know, Jim Lee and Dan DeDio, they're at the top as well. Have them do whatever, but shift Jeff Johns over to them where they can just go to conventions and smile and talk. And, uh, and really, when you're one of those guys at Jim Lee, I mean, you're allowed to delay everything. So Jeff Johns would fit in great right there. And then have somebody else, uh, Christopher Priest or a, you know, Scott Snyder go and start running stuff where even though I know that Dancing Mike has his issues, but Scott Snyder may even be too nice a guy uh, for that. You may need somebody who's going to go in and crack some heads, maybe get somebody who's not even involved in comics to go in and run it like a a real business and really look at it like a real business. And maybe things would change, uh, maybe for the worse, but maybe for the better. But at least they'd change that you'd see something going on. But yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah, he does kind of like to mess with everything, but at least he could provide a sense of a place for DC to aim for. Just uh, it's it's kind of baffling, but yeah, you know, at Dancing Mike, right? He's not perfect by 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 any means. Metal struggled to get out on time. Yep. Um, all of the one shots kind of sucked, and then the New Age. It's so funny that any time anybody now mentions Scott Snyder, you have to apologize to Dancing Mike. Books like they didn't come out on time because all the metal delays. Like you know, it's. I don't know what the answer is, my friends, but um, DC needs to work on finding it because that's their job. It's not our job. Same reason why it's, it's their job to easy. put out better content. It's not your job to give them 10 out of 10s. I don't know. But I think that's about all I've got for this rant today. I realize it wasn't as angry as I anticipated it no. being. Uh, I'll have to work on that for next time. Calm, cold, but, um, and collect. Before I let you go, I have one more John Wayne sound clip here. And it is a collection of every time he says Pilgrim in the <laughs> film, Who Shot Liberty Valance? Do you guys have Liberty any Valance. idea how many times he said Pilgrim in that I'm movie? I'm going to say he said 17. Well, if you use the ding sound, you might be able to keep track of it. There we go. All right. Well, howdy, Pilgrims. And I will talk to you all in the Slack this week. I hope I hope it wasn't too long. I hope it wasn't too nonsense. Just filled. right. But um, yeah. All right. Here you go. Here we go. Think you can make it, Pilgrim? Pilgrim, you're going to need a couple of stitches. Whoa, take her easy there, Pilgrim. <laughs> well, don't fret about that, Pilgrim. Like I say, Pilgrim, you can eat here till you get back on your feet. Well, Pilgrim, Ransom Stoddard, attorney at law. You're a persistent cuss, Pilgrim. Well, take some advice, Pilgrim. Oh, Pilgrim, hold it. Over one measly stake. That's why I picked it up. Well, thanks for saving my life, Pilgrim. <laughs> well, cool off, Pilgrim. He sure will, but not after me. After you, Pilgrim. That's it, Pilgrim. Well, good luck, Pilgrim. But election day, Pilgrim, you can Jesus depend on Christ. it. They'll be here. Step down, Pilgrim. <laughs> Pilgrim. I, I, oh, jeez. I thought it was over. Pilgrim! Oh, good. Hey, Pilgrim. <laughs> Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Oh, jeez. I think that's Why it. Is it now, no, Pilgrim? Oh, goodness gracious. Back, Pilgrim. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a lot. 
I think that maybe it's one of those. I love me and Eric laugh all the time where there's movies where the guy, like you'll have like Jim Warner in a movie, oh, starring Jim Warner. And in the movie, my name's Jim only because I'm so dumb that I, I can't go by anything else. Like somebody sits there and, you know, hey there, Frank. And I'm just staring at the, the ceiling. I'm looking over there. He's talking to you. Uh, maybe that's why J- John Wayne, I want to know that maybe he just couldn't remember names well. So they just said, whatever you're doing, we'll leave the name out of the script. You just look at somebody and call them Pilgrim. That, that you're, you take care of all the problems then. And uh, then you go. And I, I love that. I love when a movie, like you have that joke where they say the title of the movie in the movie. I, I love it. When a character in a movie is the name of the guy in reality, that always makes me laugh. Another thing that makes me laugh, though, is this next caller, Richard Richardson. Richard Richardson here, and I'm calling today. Shout out to the Get Fresh crew, and today I'm calling... I'm calling today. I listened to the podcast. Nice. The movies, your favorite movies, your favorite underrated movies. And Richard, Richard. That, that's uh, pulling the curtain back a little, Richard. Ken got excited. Yeah, Richard Richardson got very excited because you mentioned one of me and grandmom's now we'll see what he says because some of the movies that me and Eric didn't like on that and Reggie as well would be Fifth Element. Uh, I hate The Breakfast Club. I think it's the most cliched, overdone, uh, uh, you know, overhyped movie ever. And it's not the movie of the 80s. So I'm thinking that's where he's going to go with, but we'll see. Yes, that's right. It's The Breakfast Club. <laughs> I knew it. Movies, so go to good. hell. Friendships that ended on Monday when they all went to school and never talked again. Yes, Richard Richardson. So I sit there and think of Judd Nelson's freaking that that jean jacket of his probably stinks. Hey, he looks like a dirty guy. One of the people. Yeah, but you can't guess which one, can you? Can you <laughs> guess which one Richard Richardson was? If you said the athlete, you were correct. <laughs> Emilio Estevez. Yes, Richard Richardson was an athlete. No, oh, he was getting the cues, yes, was he? He was an athlete because, yeah, Richard Richardson would get chased by bullies. And Richard <laughs> Richardson... Oh, Jesus, he got cut off. He got cut off. Uh, probably by somebody who is smart and knows better than me. But we're going to go now to the next rant and rave. Hopefully not about The Breakfast Club, uh, but we'll see. It may be, and this is Jeremy. Hello, Jim, Eric, Reggie, and the rest of the Get Fresh crew. Whoop, whoop. The, the podcast uh... just got 100% more classy with, with Jeremy involved. Thank you, Jeremy. Your friend Jeremy here. Uh, from uh, from across the Ding pond. Sound. It's Poof. a very nice Poof. day. It's been a very nice day today. Uh, it's been lovely, and it's a bank holiday weekend. Shout out! It's a poop, poop. It's a long weekend, which is a fantastic, nice. wonderful thing. Um, anyway, enough of that. Uh, I thought I'd just give you a quick call 
That was probably a lie, actually. I don't think it is going to be quick. Sorry about that. <laughs> I know no, it is. Just, just to give you my thoughts. You are on, a liar. On a couple of uh, developments, really, over the last uh, last week or so. Now that this is why Jeremy's classy, where he'll say that a couple of developments happened last week, and I, I sit there. That would be me saying a lot of shit went down last week. You see, a little classier. Uh, that have concerned me, to be absolutely honest with you, uh, a a great deal. Uh, I am. It's, I hope he's not talking about those pictures Brandon sent for his birthday because that was a development that did disturb me as well. I, I want to know what's going on with with that whatever that sash or whatever he had around him, that necklace. Uh, I don't know a lanyard. I have no idea what it is, and it bothers me. I'm of course, referring to uh, the announced delay. Uh, in the oh, he wasn't talking about Brandon after all, clock, uh, which was then slightly kind of amended. Uh, yeah, to assure us that that issue. Yeah, five- I said that what happened is issue five and six of the Doomsday Clock. He'll probably say it as well. Got delayed, and then they pulled it back on issue number five to only be delayed by a week, and then acted like they were the kings of the world uh, just because it wasn't delayed that much. It will come out this month, uh, albeit the at the very end of the month. What can I say, really? I, I, and I, and I, I would guess that, that, that quite a few people have, have said something very similar to what I'm going to say. But, but I just felt I had to get this off my chest. DC, get your shit together. Ooh, he's this talking my language. This is flagship event. Sound. Uh, that we, we uh, and I would say we, uh, obviously the people in the Get Fresh crew, boop, 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 boop. but also... Yeah, and with that, uh, you know, Marvel isn't really doing anything big coming up that, you know, would cause, <laughs> uh, you know, like a fresh start or something. Comic reading fans all over the world have been waiting for this yeah. for, uh, ever since Rebirth was, uh, was launched. And uh, you're, you're screwing it up. And it, Royally, it's just insane. I, as they I would can't say. quite get my head round. Uh, I can't quite, quite get my head around this. It, it, it's it's just bizarre to me that you've you've got creators who are evidently treading water, uh, yep. who are preparing uh, and, and and kind of uh, holding back on stuff. It seems to me, at any rate, I'm with uh, you in, in the lead up to this to this big event and uh you you just you're just not following through on on one of the most basic things that you as a comic company have to do it's it's just insane to me and 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 you can throw all i know reggie reggie put it really and this is the the other thing if you you remember when it was announced doomsday clock they announced it was going to end around december uh, and with that, when it ended, at that exact moment, all the other books would have been caught up to it in this year ahead. And then from there on, they would go forward with this, you know, new, you know, uh, year ahead continuity deal. So what happens then between December to the delayed time when it finally does end a year and a half later? That just means that everything we're going to see is pretty much, you know, made up on the flying bullshit because it's not following their plan that they were setting up. And it's nonsense. If anything, this book never should have been. Gary Frank's art's great. Uh, Yeah, they're going to keep the nine panel layout for the Watchmen deal. Unfortunately, if that's the reason he can't keep up, they should have gotten three artists and and worked. And yes, that wouldn't have worked out where at the end you'd have the trade and they'd all look the same. Unfortunately, 
that's not as important to me than it being on time. Now, people keep saying, well, it doesn't matter these delays because 20 years from now, when this is the story for the ages, nobody's going to remember these delays. We'll all be dead. I'll be dead. Uh, But with that, I'm not dead right now. I need my stories to go and, and get something. And this is what they are leaning everything on and they have screwed it up royally. Really well. I wish I could find the uh, the post on the Slack check, but he was absolutely- Reggie said something. I remember this post. He said something like, "Hey, there, this isn't any good." That's that's what he said, right? Spot on uh, with what he said uh, about sort of you know you you've got issues with uh, with editors clearly not in control of of their talent, clearly not giving uh, two hoots about continuity. They don't even give uh, one. And, and the, the whole kind of, you know, story over continuity really, really bollocks to that because yeah. because the whole reason. Now you're talking Eric Shea's, <laughs> Eric Shea's language. That you get, and they tried that in the DCYOU and they nobody really goes for it anyway. So if you're going to have story over continuity, you have Elseworlds stories for that. And you have that black label that they're doing now. I like that better, but still, yeah, some of this continuity that they're throwing at us, it just doesn't make sense. Into comics is because you, you, it's part of this shared universe. You, 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 you read a comic and you know that, uh, I mean, obviously talking about the, the, the big two here, but you read a comic and, and you know that it, that it, it matters. The big two are Reggie and Chris, I think. Potentially. Uh, oh, he means not company. only for the characters in that comic, but uh, there's there's a there's a shared continuity there. There's a, there's a shared background. The characters are consistent from from uh, from title to title, and 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 that nobody seems to care about that. And and I, it it really infuriates me. And I think that eventually in this he will get to Steve Orlando. I now that he's saying this stuff. He's starting to really make me think that Steve Orlando is going to be the uh, the subject. He's going to be in the bullseye coming up. And if I'm being absolutely honest, it 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 is it's kind of depressing. It it, it you, you're taking one of the things that makes comics comics, and 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 you're just saying, ah, oh, we 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 don't need that. You know, yeah, which it, is lazy. One of the big things that makes makes the big two comic companies as successful as they are this idea of a kind of a of a, of a shared uh, shared reality shared continuity you're just kind of putting it to one side and go oh no it's the it's the story that matters no 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 it shouldn't be an either or situation nope you 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 manage to tell good stories within the <laughs> within the constraints and the confines of the continuity that you've, that you've established. Yeah, and, and really, I'll even go a little further. The continuity and the reality of the world you're you're using. And this is why what he's saying is why I get kind of upset about Tom King's writing uh, is because he just kind of throws things out there in a, you know and makes up his own reality, makes up his own continuity. But it's not just Tom King. It's a lot of these other writers – um, where you have this Booster Gold story and people arguing about it, if it's good or not. And in the end, all they're doing is saying – the people – a lot of people are saying, oh, I, I like it because it doesn't matter. I like it because it's going to be reset anyway and we know that. I like it. And that whole doesn't matter like this continuity like Jeremy's saying. It does matter. Make it work and make it as a writer. If you're going to write, don't be lazy. Learn what has happened before. Go by that. Yes, and then forge your own stories that then later – 
people will reference yours as well because then that's in continuity. You start making this nonsense. It's like you're making the spaghettis with the syrups. You don't like this. And everybody knows that syrup is better than jelly. But spaghetti sauce is even better than both. So, you know, do the play the game the right way and then show how good a writer you are by incorporating it into this universe and not playing it loosey-goosey. And these editors, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if they are, you know, fans of comics. I know that I have talked before. There's a guy I know whose dad was a DC editor back in the day, back in the 80s. And he would say that his dad wasn't a comic guy. He was hired to be an editor. But what he he would do is he would come home and he'd have stacks of comics and he'd have to read them because that's part of your job to know what's going on and to become a deal. You have a job. If I get a job to be a fork truck operator and I go into the job, I better know how to work the fork truck. I better know the safety. And even with that of a continuity deal, maybe I should know the, you know, what has gone on with this fork truck that maybe uh, back two years ago, this thing had a problem with the hydraulics that was never fixed well i should know that because i'm gonna have to do my job based on that as well i don't know if that's a good you know analogy but still the fork truck driver i don't like driving the fork truck so when i get on it at work you know that i'm on the fork truck because i lay hard and heavy on the horn i am one of those idiots that has such bad adhd that i get on the fork truck and i am laying on the horn especially if i know eric's in the warehouse and i'm going around this one corner that we're supposed to, you know, you have to beep around the corner. There, there's the thing. You have one of those big, if you picture, one of those big round mirror things there so you can see. Uh, I can hear Eric doing whatever he's doing in the thing. And I will lay on that horn a minute and a half before I even get near him and even stop at that corner and stop just laying on the horn until I see him through that mirror coming. He starts to come around and then I fly out and almost hit him. Oh, hilarious. It's not that difficult. And do you know what? Do you know what's really annoying? We're, when a guy lays on the horn on the fork truck? We're, we're, you know, this oh. is a new continuity <laughs> from, from, what, seven years ago Yep, now? seven years new ago. Th- and that's the other thing. They don't seem to think that. Everybody seems to think rebirth is the start. And you can play whatever. No, no, no. This is a continued continuity from the new 52. You have to go with some things. You have Mr. Bones show up in Supergirl. Mr. Bones was in the the DEO or D, he was in there. With Cameron Chase in the new 52 and was taken down. Now all of a sudden he shows up like nobody even knows who he is. 52 was... was oh, now I'm getting frustrated. What was it? 2010, 2011? 11. It's not as if you had to kind of, you know, work out what was happening no. 50 years ago. No. You just, you just, you've only got like... But then because they can't, you got to have the Superman's Reborn and, and all that nonsense. That, that's really, if you go, people want this old continuity, so you're going to have that. But half the time, you have these Reborns that we always say. Must be Eric Shea Eric Reborn. Eric Shea Reborn. You have them because people are getting lazy and loose. Seven or eight years to deal with. I, I, it just it just boggles me. It, 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 it really... It's like this one, too. Must be Reborn Reborn. Reborn Reborn. Must be Superman Reborn. It must be. Must be Beetle Blue Blue Reborn. Must be Medentia Reborn. There's a lot of Medentia Reborn. There's a lot of Reborns. It baffles me. And um, 
the, the delays are bad. The, the attitude to continuity is bad. And laying on the fork truck horns bed, right? All, all this stuff about, oh, no. we've got all these new... I don't, get, I don't care about these new imprints. I, I, I really don't. I, don't. Don't get me wrong. I, the black, some of the Black Label stuff sounds, sounds great. People are really starting to talk about this Black Label stuff. But do you know what? Get your main, get your main universe sorted out. And, 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 and there, are some, there are some great writers doing some, some really good stuff. Yeah. With within the main DC continuity, but there's also a lot of dross, and just dross. just get that get that sorted. Uh, empower your editors to yeah. to edit properly. This is why you can't. This it ends up, and if you, again, I'll go back to sports. A lot of these editors, to me, they end up seeming like NBA coaches. You're there trying to coach people who are the stars, obviously, but have guaranteed contracts. I mean, you're you're not going to get anybody who is going to go in and tell LeBron James, and I don't have the sound clip ready, uh, really what to do. And you ask Andy and Abby, they'll tell you. LeBron James James runs the show and does it how he wants. So then you have to get a coach that is is willing to go that route, willing to kind of take second seat. And that's what these editors are. Uh, They did have Christopher Priest was asked to be the Batman editor, and it came out that he he said no. And I don't know if it ever came out why or what. I have a feeling he's like, well, what the hell would I do that? Uh, you know, I'm already doing my thing. He sees what the editor stuff is like because he's a writer, and he probably sees the writing on the wall there. What, you want me to take a job that is just a figurehead position because these motherfuckers will just run over me and not say anything? But that might be the kind of guy, again, going back to the NBA, this is the kind of guy that you need where like a Phil Jackson back in the day or whatever, uh, you know, he had something where you get them on board. Also, you have a track record. This is, He's a great writer. So maybe that is the type of guy to go. I still think they have to get a guy from some other walk of life, uh, some other editorial deal, say he's the New York Times editor or something, and comes in. And I would want this guy to come in thinking that comics are nonsense because he's not writing them. He's just there to make sure they make sense. So when somebody brings him a script, and he looks over it, and it says, you know, Superman goes and pulls a key out of his ass that's made of this, and and periwinkle uh, kryptonite, then he's like, listen, this don't make no goddamn sense, start again, tell me something, you know, make it make sense, and have a continuity guy, like a continuity kid, Eric Shea, there, so the, the editor will have somebody else, you read that, tell me if the continuity's right, okay, I'm gonna look at it, and tell you if the story makes sense, and a progression of a story, with pacing, and a beginning, and an end, in the middle and if it doesn't you you start over and, and throw it at them and slap them in the mouth that's what you do they need something they need something to show that these writers that they have to do not this oh i'm gonna throw this out there and it's me and you know you're not gonna change anything and things like that what we had recently uh in the batman uh the first issue of that booster gold deal where tom king wrote that it was Bruce's birthday party. Hey, Booster, you came here. Uh, Bruce Wayne. I, I, I'm, I don't remember now if I said Bruce or, or Booster, but it's Bruce Wayne's birthday party. Booster shows up. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I'm in the middle of my birthday party, you son of a bitch. And then by the end, he's like, listen, same deal. Nothing else. It's not like this time has passed. Same night. Oh, you think that I'm going to miss my parents' anniversary? You're reading this. 
The minute you read it, you're like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, now Booster's really... I actually thought that in the end it was going to be that time was flickering all over. And it, No, no, no. It was a straight-up mistake. How many hands did that go through without nobody saying, hey, by the way, uh, you started out with it being a birthday and it ended up an anniversary. I'll tell you, it went through the hands it's supposed to. Unfortunately, those hands never opened it up and read it. They just are like, all right, so everybody's asleep at the wheel and they're not doing anything. And, and and to and to direct the flow of of the stories properly, and to make sure that the continuity is is right from issue to issue, uh, and and just just get it sorted. And as far as Doomsday Clock is concerned, this is just ridiculous. It, it, yep. it is it is ridiculous. This it should be a monthly. Don't be so ridiculous. Is what they series. should say. It should be. Uh, it it should have pride of place. On uh, on the comic racks, uh, people should be. It should be an event every month. It should be an event coming out. Uh, there should be excitement about it. There should be buzz about it. I I I don't know who's who's responsible for the marketing of uh, of DC's comic line at the moment, but man, they they need a talking to. A, a, a case in point. I mean, I, again, Dark Knight's Metal. It was delayed. Then, yep. then you've got the the new age of DC heroes coming out of that. And and, and Reggie was right. You know, he 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 talked about it on on his post on the Slack chat. Um, you know, it comes out in dribs and drabs. There's there's no impact. You 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 want to hit you want to hit the stands with with four or five of these of these titles launching straight away. And and really kind of grabbing the reader's attention. Yeah. And I'll tell you something else that is really beginning to annoy me. The the the, the way to the way to get these Well, I'm with that. You have this uh, you know, the new age DC Heroes imprint. You have now uh, like a curse of brimstone, and we're getting the unexpected, the immortal men coming out, like this unexpected, whatever. By this point, with all those others already as far as they are, uh, you don't even think of it as one of those books. You're just like, oh, another one. And then also by then, you're already, your money's already invested in these other things. Uh, this is what happened at the beginning of Rebirth, where they had a, a, you know, a way that they were staging these releases, and it didn't make any sense. I know you're not going to release everything in one week, but release it all in one month. You, you go that way so that by the end of the month, everybody grabs the number ones. Then going forward, they decide what they want to buy. Uh, unfortunately, some of these books come out past a time where you have already have a pull list and you've already decided you're going to do those. Or some of them suck, so then you write it off completely. You need to have something where people are going to grab onto it right away, like Jeremy's saying, and go with it. These characters integrated into the DC universe is not to have guest stars yeah. appearing in Fight their of the titles. Week. Uh, it, 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 because that looks ridiculously desperate. You have yeah, those characters appearing in other people's titles. That's the way to get to yeah. get um, to get your you know damage or silencer or whoever you know show them. Yeah, and with that, not just a, a panel in metal. Not just a, hey, Batman, uh, give me that dagger. I'll give you the, you know, the sword. And if you do that, I won't sick silencer on you. When at that point, you have no fucking idea what that means. Or you go and you see, oh, man, that uh, character's going to do a lot of damage. You know what I'm saying there? 
And uh, by then, that's not somebody's going to see that and go, oh, man, I got to get that book. You have to actually have something happen. Like Jeremy said, set it up. Set it up like it's a, you know, a pilot episode of a TV show and really make it so that you come out of the gate swinging hard as well. Not these stories where you, you read these first two issues of that Curse of Brimstone. I still don't know what's going on. Why would I keep going with it? Sideways, you have where people like it because it's the, you know, Spider-Man of the DC you but after these issues they've already gone against their own continuity it doesn't even make sense in uh, you know show damage fighting wonder woman in a wonder woman comic show yeah. uh, and and, and th- th- this is what you know a month before the book comes out kind of a coherent editorial policy would make sense if if you're if you're a wonder woman fan you pick, you're picking up wonder woman and you you might look at damage on the stands and you think oh it just looks a little bit like the hulk well hulk, hulk, yeah fair enough yeah admittedly you might you might look at, at the at the Wonder Woman issue and kind of go right, okay. Um, Wonder Woman's guest starring in in uh, in Damage. I'll pick that up or whatever. And obviously, some fans yeah, will do. There's some that completionists they'll they'll grab that, but they're not going to like the issue. Yeah. It, it's going to have if you're just a Wonder Woman impact, fan. Though, if Damage appears in a regular Wonder Woman comic book, and you know the, the we get to see this, we get to see the character. In relationship to Wonder Woman, or yeah, and and what Jeremy, well, like Jeremy's saying, treat it like another character where the first time you introduced, oh, just maybe this is not going to be, you know, make sense in the deal. But say uh, I'm introducing a new character, Black Canary, in a Green Arrow book, and then Black Canary is such a good character that people demand to have. A solo book, and that's how a lot of these solo books did come about. I mean, look at the Bat Family books. Uh, you know, Jason Todd, Red Hood, and the Outlaws. That ha- that didn't happen because they just said, "I came up with this idea of Red Hood and the Outlaws." This is a character that was in that book, and then people wanted to have that. So yeah, it's not going to be that much of an impact, but you can have an arc where you have some of these characters in other books, and and but make it work. Don't make that forced as well. Whatever it is. Within within their own book, and 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 I think that's personally, I think that's that's a better way of doing it. I, I'm 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 just disappointed. Also, as an editor with these New Age of Heroes books, I would say to them, listen, I'm the Jim Werner. I'm now Mister Mister a New Age of Heroes. I have a lot of crystals on my desk. I'm burning incense and I'm looking at my astrological chart because every time I see New Age of here, the New Age always throws me off. But I'm there and I, I'm I'm talking to the spirits uh, from beyond. My father and my father told me uh, that these books, as an editor, I would say to all of them, "Hey, everybody, get in here. Justin Jordan, you take that seat there. Uh, Dan Abbott, you sit there." Um, I need you within three issues to have everybody know the characters in your book, what they're all about as people, and they need to know the power sets completely to go forward. So anybody can read these three books and then decide, oh, my God, this is awesome. Oh, they do that. They do this. Some of these that they're treading water too in new imprint books. That makes no sense. And some of them are boring because of that. Some of them are focusing on the wrong ideas. Some of you have, again, I keep going because we just did Curse of Brimstone, but you have a thing, and I don't even know what the role of this brimstone is is 
All I know is this guy lived in a shitty Pennsylvania town. That's all I know, but that's not what's going to keep me buying it. I need to know what Brimstone can do, what his powers are. Justin Jordan is concentrating so much on making a sad sack town and character. It's just miserable. And and afterwards, you, you have nothing to, to go by that if somebody said, what's up with Brimstone? Ah, there's this devil guy, a salesman, and he made him into the Brimstone. Oh, the Brimstone, that sounds neat. What's his powers? Not really sure. Uh, he kind of set his town on fire, but then there was a blizzard. There you go. That's that's what you get. Uh, even with, like, say, the one that everybody wants to love, the Terrifics, because it's the Fantastic Four, the DCU. Uh, with that, it's more of the bickering and things like that. I, I don't need that. Plus, you're setting up rules of why people can't be away. That sets up the team concept, but you're wasting too much time with that than actually making the team want to stay with each other, which it'll wrap around the do eventually. But you even have a, t- a guy, Mr. Terrific, in there, which most people grab onto, say, the plastic man deal uh but mr terrific's a big character and you have him acting like an asshole so also yeah you also you got to get these characters down their power sets why they're in this universe what their potential of being heroes are and it just you're not getting that though i do like some of those like a silencer i think is done pretty well so i like that and i was talking and that cone of silence is nonsense into uh well i wasn't talking i was he was yelling. Seeing uh, Mark's uh, comments uh, in the Slack chat. And that's and Batman he, he's Beyond saying Mark. That he's, he's basically kind of losing his enthusiasm for, for comics at the yep. moment because, because so much of... I know every everybody, Repairman Jack, who, you know, he'll write in. And in fact, I just realized that he had a letter this week that I think I missed. But there's a guy who was full into comics, full into DC. Love it. Me and him talk about DC all the time. He sends me messages on Twitter. He's now reading manga because he gets some pleasure from it because that's what it comes down to. It, it, you know, the loyalty for the DC comics is great, but you still need to enjoy yourself. And he's pretty much given up at this point. Uh, Yet Haviland, who did have the letter that I remembered to read this week, where she's months behind in books because they just weren't doing anything for her. Yet she kept buying them because she's loyal to DC. Now she's kept catching up and realizing that some of the shit that she didn't listen to or read uh, was garbage. Garbage. So much of, of, of particularly DC's output is is substandard, and I'm and I kind of I kind of understand where he's coming from. And so do I. Um, things like this just really don't help. You, you've you've got you've got an, an industry and a market that is is not in the best of shapes. Nope. That you, you've got a hardcore of fans who who want to get excited. We want to be excited. I love DC. DC's my my company much more than it's Marvel. Jam. I don't get me wrong. I, I I like Marvel too. But it's the the DC characters I love. The DC characters are the characters that I I grew up uh, loving and and reading their adventures as a as a teenager. I love these guys, and I just I just want to see them treated right. At the end of the day, anywho, I bought some comics this week. Well, actually, no, I read some comics this week. I downloaded. Um, I downloaded DC Nation uh, number zero. Yep, for uh, free. It was okay. Um, yeah, it's okay. I got into a little bit of a of a discussion on on the Slack with with Simon about uh, about the Joker um, about the Joker piece. Uh, it, it was okay. I I I kind of liked it. I I, I thought Clayman's art was was amazing. 
Yeah. Uh, really, really scary, mental-looking Joker. Uh, You know, just wow. That is is a truly psychotic-looking and terribly frightening person. Um, uh, The the, the Superman thing, the Bendis uh, story, it was very, very wordy. But I kind of sort of like okay. what I read. I I I, I don't mind Bendis. I I, I know some people uh, <laughs> view him Brandon. as the comics equivalent of you know Beelzebub and and what have you. But I, I, I he's he he, you hear me, he does rely on sort of uh, sort of relatively naturalistic dialogue. Yeah, it's funny because now I, I've been reading a lot of things. I was reading uh, Invincible Iron Man. And I do get what Brandon's saying. A lot of times what he does, I'm like, like a Tom King will repeat things. Tom King will be like, I don't know what, I don't know what, I don't know. Brian Michael Bendis has this, you know, he has that dialogue where people end up repeating the concepts of what they just said over again. And when you get through a couple issues that have that same thing, like each issue will start with like this dialogue that kind of is more of a recap dialogue, but instead of a narration, he wants to do it through a dialogue deal. And it does get a little annoying. I I will give him that. I read a bunch of issues in a row last night. And when you're reading them all in a row, boy, there are times when you have just a character repeating stuff that they already said. Like I said, a couple of the words will change, but it's still the same concept. And it really does get annoying. So I'm a little bit more worried, though. Still like the stories. I like the stories now. They they take a little longer because of that. But, hey, people love, say, Aquaman. And that story hasn't changed in, in six years. So, you know, if, if you're patient enough, I think that it does pay off. Um, but, yeah, the dialogue sometimes does get a little over the top. Perhaps a bit too much. Uh, and there was certainly some of that uh, in... yeah. Uh, on display in that story, but it was okay. It, it was inoffensive. I really liked the No Justice uh, okay. story uh, because it's insane and it kind it's of like crazy it's Eddie. Insane. And, I, and I know that uh, I don't know how many people like Snyder. people know what Crazy Eddie is anymore. But look up Crazy Eddie Insane on on YouTube, and then you'll see something that me and Reggie took great uh, joy of throughout our youth. Uh, and uh, a lot of people. Uh, it seems to me, at any rate, a kind of being a bit uh, reserved, shall we say, uh, about about the these books. I, I kind of like it. it it's That's it's cool. yeah, it's hokey. Uh, the, the whole I do have to mention again. <laughs> Snyder shows up, and you got to apologize to Dancing Mike. You know, kind of breaking through the source wall. I, I, I like that. There's 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 the bit in there where sort of Aquaman. Uh, one of them is talking about what Aquaman said. That it, it's like you know the universe has been like this goldfish bowl for so yeah. long and now with the source wall broken it's like every, it's like putting the putting the contents of that goldfish bowl into into a, into a wider kind of lake or sea or whatever uh and, and i kind of like that analogy and yeah i the, the notion of kind of the the justice league sort of forming these ridiculous teams to fight specific 
threats that are that are kind of universe shattering on a regular basis. I I kind of like that to be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm, cool. I'm in for that, and the the art looks amazing. And and having yeah, looks uh, celestials turn up at the end was nice too. I know they're not really celestials, but I also know that they are. <laughs> oh, they are. And then we had I even, a, we I had even a mentioned that at the end, didn't we? Good old Steve Orlando. Here we Bloody go. Hell. Um, right. Uh, first of all, Ryan Sook's artwork. Great. I knew we were going to get to Steve Orlando. Just that looked that looked tasty. That's really tasty nice stuff, indeed. Uh, the second thing is said that very sexy. Uh, is Orlando's done it again? Um, he's um, he's taken a really kind of interesting idea. And he's made it terribly banal by butchered it. telling you all about it in his yep. uh, clunky, uh, slightly pedestrian dialogue. Um, and he takes away all the kind of interest and the intrigue that you might have in this new Firebrand character and the situation that she's in. And uh, yeah, you just you just kind of go, oh, thanks, Steve. That's lovely. It's all there on the plate. Cheers. Thank you. Conflict engine or whatever it is yeah okay no i I see what's going on there uh right um looking for some kind of interest a bit of a hook nope you're not gonna give me one (laughs) uh it's orlando it's orlando doing what orlando does i i I had a uh a bit of a meltdown on on the slack earlier this week because i was reading jla 15 uh which is uh, an indication of how far behind I am. On I imagine Jeremy's breakdown. Here's Jeremy's breakdown. Rubbish. There it is. Oh my goodness, dude! Watch out, Jeremy. He just seems so calm. Rubbish. Uh, and the, the 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 bottom line is is that it's an Orlando book, and yep. it's a book that I don't particularly want to read, or at least I have to be in a particular frame of mind for reading it. And, uh, you know, there's a, there's like a, two, a two-page spread in there. And I ha- had to actually put the comic down and stop and, and go away uh, because because it was just so terrible. Yep. Uh, you, you have a really kind of interesting idea, the idea of the microverse. You see, the thing is, right, I, I am old enough, right, to remember a uh, a series set in the microverse. It might have been the first time the, the word microverse kind of appeared in a DC comic. I have no idea, actually. Somebody much more knowledgeable than me might tell me. No. Uh, Justice League of America, I want to say 215 or 214 to around about 219. It was a four-part four series. Uh, and Ray Palmer uh, disappears, and it turns out that he's you know, used experimental tech to go into the microverse uh, and the JLA go after him. And it's all very, uh, it's all very kind of science fantasy, really. Uh, the twist is, is that the atom uh, has been, uh, has lost his memory and has fallen under the spell of kind of an evil uh, magician type ruler. Uh, and he's a giant and he's like, he's like this magician ruler's secret weapon. And it's, it, cool. it's quite cool, actually. Uh, it, it's very derivative. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, you've got sort of, sort of various fantasy kind of elements and what have you. Um, it, 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 it's not particularly groundbreaking, but it is fun. You know, you, you yeah. remember that when comics were I don't fun? remember, remember that? Um, <clears throat> it is fun, and um, it's a million times more fun <laughs> than this, than this <laughs> issue of Justice League of America that I tried to read uh, and failed miserably reading this week. So, yeah, it's it's been kind of a 
of a of a strange time this week really i i've i want to like comics i want to like dc comics i want to enjoy them and um not had a wild storm comic for a bit and and i I, i'm feeling it (laughs) (laughs) i'm feeling it um mm. i'll tell you one thing uh, one last thing i read uh aquaman issue i want to say 31 it was okay I, i i think to be honest with you um I think I think you've got to look at Aquaman. This this Aquaman arc in particular, which seems- I like the way he says that Aquaman. I'm going to use that Aquaman. It's been going on for forever. Yeah, I uh, said it as, earlier. As like the forever, uh, as like the motions of the tide. Okay, so the tide comes in, the tide goes out. It's all very slow and kind of uh, and kind of <laughs> kind of gentle, and you you make very slow progress over a period of time. I I, I do get the the feeling actually that things are. Are hotting up a little bit now that Corman Wrath is 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 all Corum Wrath is all yeah. um, magicked up and what have some you. Monstrosity. And, uh, there's there's some interesting. I I tell you one thing actually. I, I, Dan Abnard. I don't know whether you know this. You probably do. Um, he is a sexy, a very fella. good writer of science yeah. fiction. Yeah, and um, he writes a lot. Uh, he writes a lot of stuff for Black Library, which is sort of Warhammer, Warhammer 40,000. Yeah. And he's responsible for for creating a couple of quite long-running series for them. Um, and one of the big things about Warhammer 40,000 is this notion of kind of corruption, of sort of an evil that kind of corrupts you and mutates you and changes you and what have you. And there's there's an element of that here that's happening with Coram Wrath. And it's, it's, it is quite interesting. Uh, the one thing I would say is that uh, I, I quite liked the fight between Merc and Aquaman. It just went on a little bit too long, and they it, it was resolved a little bit too too quickly as well. Yeah. Um, but you know, not to worry. Eh? At, le- at least we do have uh, some kind of forward momentum going forward. Anyway, I've been listening to a lot of the podcast, but I'm still massively behind. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I mentioned it this week. He's like 15 episodes behind. I'm enjoying it a lot. Massive is, time, is a I understatement. Would, I would archive actually, or, or I, I, well, I, I would, I would try and break down um, oh. and identify where the best bits. Oh, I say best bits. Were were the particularly choice bits of nonsense uh, are, and that there have been some fantastic ones uh, recently. I, I quite like uh, Eric being a little bit more sort of um, forthcoming about his uh, uh, his toy collection. Uh, sorry, <laughs> not sorry, sugar. No, not toys. His action figures. Ah, oh, yes. Damn. Sorry, Eric. Sorry. His action figure collection. I like all that. Segregation, like Reggie. Stuff. And uh, and Jim, of course, is is as hilarious uh, as Ooh. as ever. So I, oh I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm just way behind, but you know that's life, isn't it? Really? That is. Um, anyway, you guys have fun. Uh, I'm sorry that I've taken up so much of no this uh, time, but I'm just I just want things. I I I, I just feel like DC is not. <laughs> Is not really firing on all cylinders nope. at the moment. I, I I feel like it doesn't know where half of its cylinders are. Really, no. I, I I I just it's not good. It's not good at the moment. And um, things I hope things change for the better very soon. But we'll stick in there. And uh, you know, at least we've uh, we've got the award winning Weird Science DC Comics oh my website and the amazing Weird Science DC Comics. 
uh, podcast to keep us going and Hopefully. to keep us sane in the months to yes. come. And for that, as we I go insane. Uh, you take care, guys. Have a great week, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Nice. Thank you, Jeremy. And, and one of the things that I was thinking of at the end there, what he said, is when you have problems with something like this, with DC, people are all upset. I don't see when this isn't just like one of those, like, oh, these people just want the back to the days of yore when they were coming. You didn't hear Jeremy saying, like, he mentioned some stories from the past, but he didn't say, I want it to be like the 90s now. I want it to be like it was in the 60s. Because when there's a real problem, people have real day. And I think that that's what I see people like, oh, they're just, they just don't like comics now because it's not like what they, they would. No, there's none of that. That's when you have people who are just being pains in the asses that want things like when they were a kid and things like that. I don't hear that. I hear that they want comics to get better. And they want DC Comics to be fun again. And, they, you know, there it is again. But to have it be good. That's all anybody wants. That's all we want. And with all the books out there, it can't just be like a one book. Like I like Deathstroke a lot or you like, oh, I like New Superman or whatever like that. We need to have, number one, the big books. You need Batman, the Superman, and the Wonder Womans. You need them pretty good so that from there it trickles down. And just get writers who are writing good stories. And there's a lot of people out there that are – wanting to write and maybe that's one of those things but yet they have that workshop and then they kind of get some people it seems like scott snyder's the only one who will grab people from this workshop or from his things to go but unfortunately those haven't been good either so i can't say that those uh that's the solution but we need something and maybe it is some new voices and some new voices that can be guided in a better way I don't know. I, I don't have the solution, obviously, uh, because there's just a lot of problems. But one of the things of uh, DC is not only is it not very good right now, but it's very stale to me. And they aren't taking as many chances as they they would in the types of books that they have and things. And that's possibly why that Justice League, uh, No Justice, does intrigue me because that seems like something that's at least taking a little chance, having some fun with the teams. Whether or not it's good, whether or not you like Scott Snyder or not, it seems like that's. Then you get Brian Michael Bendis, and that story in the DC Nation number zero just seems like a guy who wants to write older Superman comics. That's not what I'm talking about. I need something you know pretty crazy, but we're not getting that. But the next uh, rant and raven, we have two more, but the next one is... Another one from Richard Richardson. Richard Richardson again. It's this cheap cell phone. Remember, he it got cut off. off. I don't know why. I was in the middle. See, that is continuity. Richard Richardson is maintaining the continuity of his theater of the mind. My story, a bully would chase me. I'm an athlete. I'm a very <laughs> believable athlete. That's my favorite movie, I know. The gym loves that movie. Yeah. He watches. He probably just watched that movie again today. I would, I would, I'm never going to watch that again unless I'm forced. Breakfast Club, of course, he's talking about. Uh, but I would go down right now and watch 16 Candles. That John Hughes joint, that's my jam. I'll go down there right now. You don't even threaten me, Richard Richardson. I'll do it. There it did me. They cuddled and, and watched the movie together. I'm sure that's what yes. happened because they love that movie. Oh, Richard Richardson has got to go. We will see you when we see you. We'll see you. We will see you. And I thought he was going to say, 
on the seventh, but he did not. He ended up uh, ending that, so I'm going to have to find that sound clip so that we can end that with that. See you on the seventh. See you on the seventh. And we have one more Rent Raven. If you have been keeping track at home, you will know that that would be Dancing Mike. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric. Hello. Eric in here. Hello, Mother. Yes. So, first of all, I need to give a shout-out to the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop. Uh, Roger Tower, uh, this is Whiskey Sierra Delta Charlie 174 requesting a whoop whoop. Over, Roger. Whoop whoop. And, of course, I need to give a special, very special shout-out to the king of the Get Fresh crew. He is universally beloved, Richard Richardson. Richard Richardson here. Long may he reign. Yes. So I'm going to start out talking about, first of all, I've had a couple of beers in me, so oh, no. this might, be, might go off the rails. What does that mean? It's it's a Monday? <laughs> really? I see his Twitter. If he called up and said he didn't have a couple of beers, then I might be shocked and amazed and maybe scared. But probably not. He's a birthday boy, though, this week, so I got I to gotta so, lay off. Um, I had about four books this week I bought, so I'll talk about some of them. Uh, the, the Deadpool Choose Your Own Adventure I am not going to talk about because I have not read slash played that yet but it looks like loads of fun it and does. goofiness i also bought batman number 46 by tom king and booster gold is still a retard and it's an <laughs> awful terrible story that makes be this beautiful art but the art yeah. is depicting tom king's bullshit yeah. so four I more agree. issues and i am dropping that because there's no need to spend six dollars a month or more if you count out i'm sure Issue 50 will be a... A lot of people are talking about this, that uh, really, I do want to see what the sales are after 50, because usually a issue like the wedding issue coming up would be one where you would think that it would carry over to get more fans, but boy, I have heard... Uh, more than a handful of people that are just waiting to have 50 and they're bailing. Uh, maybe it's one of those two that having it on the 50 issue. Now, yeah, you get the supersized issue of a 50 that you'd normally get and whatever, but they would do that anyway. Maybe that clear cut concise 50 is a wrong deal because people are like, okay, I got 50. Uh, that's good. That's a good number. If it was like issue number 63. I don't know that. Well, I'll go to seventy-five. Just I don't know if that's the case. One, uh, I use sixty-three because one of the years that I played hockey, a team I had been using, I was usually uh, number ninety-three throughout my hockey deal. That was the uh, house number uh, where I grew up. I, I, the street I lived on, we had house number ninety-three, so I'd always go with ninety-three. And I ended up getting sick of that because I was on all these different teams, or whatever. And I had ninety-three. Then I changed it to eighty-six. Uh, for the birth dates of my two first sons. So I had eight and six for them. Then I just got bored with that and made 63 became my number just as nonsense, just because I thought in my mind, I actually sat and tried to think of what the ugliest number would be in in like a hockey deal and I had like weird ones like say a 53 that's not a very pretty number uh maybe even like a a 59 maybe I don't know but yeah I, I ended up going 63 for some unknown reason special and that has nothing to do with anything big oversized whatever yeah. overpriced issue so Four more issues, and I'm dropping that. Maybe I can sell the whole Tom King run plus Rebirth on eBay because... It's so funny to collect till 50 and then sell it. You're like Brandon with the Flash. 
liked I Am Gotham, but I don't need the whole run for four issues I liked. And yeah, yeah that's that's kind of just a thing I was looking to. Uh, some people were asking when the last ten, ten out of ten I gave uh, on the site and, and on the podcast, and I thought in my mind that it had to be Rebirth Special Number One because I knew I gave that a ten out of ten. And when I went back and looked, and Eric Shea, he won't give a ten out of ten, but I went back to look. It's actually. Uh, Batman number five, Tom King's issue where Gotham died. And I gave that a 10 out of 10. I thought that was great. I was so excited about this Tom King run. Uh, so there, I've actually been one of those reviewers who have given Tom King a perfect score. So I have that. It's just shit has gone wrong. So when you, you sit there and, oh, man, you guys hate the Batmans and the Tom Kings. It's not the case. I don't like the stories that he's been telling for quite some time. Even after that, going into I Am Suicide and things like that and I Am Bane, there's a bunch of issues that I gave very high scores to. But then it all fell apart to me. And with this story, once Catwoman became the central character in the Batman book and put Batman as a side character almost, uh, I just haven't liked it. And I don't think any stories have been being told. It is just this continuous nonsense that doesn't really hold any water after you've read it two weeks later, you're just like, oh, well, that was that. And you get to the next one. And yeah, you'll have a wow moment and go, but nothing sticks. And and people are, oh, but Jim, the, the jokes and riddles. I, I did not like the jokes and riddles. I thought that even that story, just all of a sudden, everything had holes in it. And this, you know, paint by, not paint by numbers, fill in the blanks, Mad Libs type uh, deal. And it's just nonsense. I'm, I'm dropping the main Batman title. Like I said, it pains me, but... Until there's someone else on it, I'm I'm over it. I'm, I've I've been broken finally. Yeah. Um, Batman sends the father. That's my Batman right now. Yeah. Any and it's a mini. I don't know how long that's going on. Anyway, yeah, um, let's ending, see. So. I also bought the DC Nation uh, number what, one Zero. special twenty five cents. So um, I talked about that on Twitter a bit, but yeah. So the uh, Joker story was more repeating Tom King stuff where, you know, how many times did they show the shot of the, the mail the slot? Door. How many times can you show that in that short story? A lot. Too many, apparently. Yes. And For you although and me. that Joker is a lot wackier and closer to yeah. anything that's than the Joker than anything that Scott Snyder ever wrote, yeah. it was still a total bullshit, needless story. The Bendis Superman story has me looking forward to and intrigued by See, the Man of cool. Steel upcoming mini and the Superman or and or slash, you know, action comics coming up um, because it was wordy, but I was intrigued. So I'm giving this a chance and hey, I'm dropping Batman. Might as well pick up Superman. And let's see, there was the Justice League where Scott Snyder took one of my favorite ju- versions of Justice League from the Justice League and, you know, animated series and completely ruined them and went on with metal number whatever, seven, I guess. Yeah. And he's going to con- keep yeah, continuing that story. And as I said in one of my uh, little side conversations with uh, Mr. Jim Warner, that I enjoy being kind of right about that, but yeah, what I would enjoy more is having a readable Justice League series that I could enjoy and and get into. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen because they've all been Snyderized. Yeah, he sent me an email. He's like, I love being right, but I don't like being right when it's something I don't enjoy because I said, uh, and uh, some people listening to this, 
uh, did or not on Patreon, and that was a Patreon review where I said it does feel like metal number seven, which does kind of worry me but maybe thinking about that since then since we did that on thursday maybe it's one of those that he had to get that out of his system and go but really they're not going to rely on this that you can't say everybody's reading this though it seems like everybody would have read this dc nation number zero so you're going to get another reiteration of the you know the teams being introduced and things like that but it really just felt like metal number seven not a you know, Justice League book. So that, that does worry me. And if I ever have to see Batman saying, or however you pronounce double H's another <sighs> time, I'm going to have to find random people. There's another book this week that had that in two panels in like two pages. <sighs> it's like he's got, uh, he's got a hairball. <sighs> yeah, that's why he's got such a rough voice. He's always doing that. To punch in the lower gut or maybe lower than that in the vag bone or the scrotum, oh depending on gracious. what gender you are identifying as. And then I bought Tarzan, I'm sorry, Red Sonia Tarzan. Boom. That, that is my book of the week. Number one, written by Ms. Gail Simone. Yes. Now, Jim, you had a, an excellent review of oh, that on your long one other, too. Jim's other review comic podcast. Yeah, on Patreon, I, I did a review of that. It's like 30 minutes long. I was so excited. Which is on uh, uh, patreon.com slash weirdscience, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can hear that. Uh, sign up if you haven't already and check that out. And you said you had some familiarity with Tarzan. And some, I, yeah. other than some Johnny Weissmuller films from back in the day and some cartoon series that they had with, featuring Tarzan, I didn't really have familiarity with that and uh, no familiar, familiarity with Red Sonja at all. Well, I enjoyed... Yeah, see, there, he's going to say, I know he's going to say he liked it because it was good, but... Wonder Woman... Conan by Gail Simone. Maybe he's not now. Oh, no. And I had, you know, it was a great version of Wonder Woman and Conan, yeah. but I did have familiarity with Wonder Woman. So I went into this, so thinking, well, it's Gail Simone writing it, so I'll probably like it. Oh, no. And um, so I read the first issue of Red Sonja Tarzan, and I didn't really like it. Oh, I, no. I loved it, of course, because it was Gail Simone. <laughs> you son of a bitch. And although I have no familiarity with these characters. I was so upset. I was thinking to myself, how could he not like this? It really throws you into the story in a way that isn't over the top, explaining what the characters are, but you get to know them through the story. He did a story. great job bringing it all together, and I highly, highly recommend this to everyone who enjoys a good story. I actually got so upset when I thought he didn't like it. Story and good writing, and of course, I'll be picking up... Uh, Gail Simone's Plastic Man mini when she yeah. started. Now, in, in the roundabout deal, too, if you did read the Wonder Woman Conan that Gail Simone did, this is pretty much the next best thing you're going to get, except maybe like a Red Sonja Conan deal, uh, but that's been done a bunch of times. So uh, with the Tarzan Red Sonja, it, it seems to me like the next step, because Dynamite, uh, the Conan got bought up by Marvel again, so you can't have that happen again. So maybe this is setting up to have some other crossovers. Like this would be the first step of getting people in line with, say, a Red Sonia or a Tarzan. And then maybe we'll have some crossovers like a Swamp Thing Tarzan book. How about that? Starts writing that. Swamp Thing Animal Man Tarzan. That one, so... I'm really enjoying that one. Intrigued to see where it goes. In, and Red Sonia, Wally West. It's the Battle of the Gingers. Uh, yeah, she. I, I didn't know know what to expect really going in. I, I liked it a lot more. I loved it. I loved it. Liked it a lot more than I thought I would. So, and that's all 
the comics I got this week. So let's talk about some other stuff. Here we go. Now, you had mentioned last week that um, maybe since I'm missing free um, in Lake Buena Vista, Florida, obviously, the vacation capital of the world, missing free comic book day. And you had said maybe that I'm in tight with those people at the Golden Age 1942. Maybe I could suggest they leave something for Joe State to sign. And actually, the week before you had said that, um, Stephanie, the David's wife, not the other Stephanie, had suggested no, that maybe it, I could really? leave something, would you know, buy something and leave it the, for him to sign. And so I actually went in last week and looked at some things. Um, there was, you know, he did love Hunter's Power Girl. I found a, a, a really good, you know, Huntress issue that I thought would, and then David looked up the price. It was 155 bucks, which is too rich for me. So yeah. I did find... How dare David think that you're going to go with that? David usually knows you, Dancing Mike. David is a sensible man. A Green Lantern. The worst is when you ask somebody like that, like he owns the comic shop, and you're like, oh, uh, that's cool. What? How much is that? Uh, $155. And then, <laughs> then I always feel bad, like, I got to make up some uh, excuses and stuff. I know Dancing Mike, he's a straight shooter. Like, no, 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 that's a little too pricey. I'd be oh, well, let me go out to my car and, and call my wife. And then all of a sudden, you hear me driving off, never to return again. I get so mad just talking to people. I go and get a coffee, and I go in there, and I'm like, yeah, I'll have an extra large coffee with uh, extra cream and two Splendors. And they'll be on the thing. Uh, don't you usually get four Splendors? I take off because for some reason that makes me uncomfortable. And then I go. Uh, number one thirty-five yeah, for though. a much more reasonable price. I think it was like three three fifty. It was from December okay. nineteen eighty. Oh. Doctor Polaris conquers the universe, and it has an Adam Strange backup. Nice. So you've got Doctor Polaris, you've got Green Lantern and Hal Jordan, and you've got um, Adam Strange and triple threat. It was triple change pencils and cover by Joe Staten because there were he has on his website. Joe Staten actually has a searchable, sortable list where you can see where he did the cover, the the inks, the pencils the story whatever and so i wanted to get something because there were a lot of things that he wrote that were really good that had like dick giordano covers or something like that so i wanted something since he's going to be signing the cover probably i want something where he did the cover art so he did cover inks and pencils in that and it looks wonderful and i will be getting that signed and he is not he's not charging for signatures but he is taking donations for a charity which i think helps uh older artists out and so I did donate $20 like, to oh, that, 20? but it will be worth oh it to my get goodness. a nice um, signed Joe Staten inked pencil and uh, cover issue. Nice. So, And hopefully I'll meet him at some point in the future when I'm not going away for free comic book day. And then there's something else you mentioned last week. Now, I usually don't play any part of the podcast for Mrs. Dancing Mike. Oh. But when we were talking about the International Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot... That is smart. That's a smart thing. Do not play it for Mrs. Dancing Mike. I did have to play that for her, and uh, we both enjoyed enjoyed uh, waves of derisive laughter when you called it a flower show. Yeah. Now, Jim, I don't know if you know this or not, but... <laughs> I'm not going to know it, because I call it a flower show. Walt Disney World, the resort, has um, about 20 million visitors per year. 
Check. So they're not going to have a flower show with gardeners walking around yeah. and uh, vendors and things like that. I think I was just saying that that was like that's the flower deal because I've been to like a Longwood Gardens up here in my neck of the woods where you just go around and look at the grounds and look at a you know there's a hedge and there's a shrub and yeah I had to do that one year for Mother's Day and uh, it was one of those that I I regret or I dreaded it the whole time uh, but then when we got there I really had a good time but because I was dreading it beforehand I, I was pretty much looked at as a jerk for the rest of the time we were there it is a a, a bigger festival and there are food booths like i said for every country there were food booths at this uh at the flower show i was at my in the world showcase uh there are all kinds of topiaries with colors and, okay. and everything else flower around. show and there are also concerts i don't know if oh. the, the yeah so um tonight we'll be seeing peter noon I'm concert, telling you, when I went to the flower show, I, I sung a couple tunes to myself. Jones before he passed away. Alan Parsons Project. And Peter Noon. Uh, night- Peter Noon was in Quakertown at our uh, our park playing last summer, and I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was such a big deal. Ranger, I think, was appearing earlier this oh. year. Uh, we'll probably check out one of the Village People concerts later this uh, later this trip. Okay, now I thought actually you were telling me that there was going to be a concert. With one of the village people, preferably the Indian, uh, maybe uh, that I thought. Yeah, I was gonna. We're going to this concert. One of the village people, uh, you know, the biker before, before we the construction worker go. So yes, um, it's it's a little bit bigger than a flower show, but I might have to hashtag flower show for yeah. a lot of uh, you this trip. I think that's the good hashtag. Sounds for it. good. Anyway, hashtag flower show problems. Um, so yes, um, and you had mentioned before Peter Noon. Speaking of, who is a wonderful, wonderful performer? Yeah, um, we saw him before, and the first time we, <laughs> yeah, I heard him from my porch when he played at the park. Sounded great. Saw him. We were approaching the pavilion, and me and Mike were the only ones who know who that is. And I heard him singing, and I was like, "Well, that's Herman," because he is Herman of Herman's Hermits. Yes, and uh, my mom, huge fan. So I had a lot of Herman's Hermits. Uh, records in the past, and if Mike is a fan, he'll get a kick because uh, my favorite song back in the day was The Man with the Cigar, was my favorite her- that nobody's ever heard. And you had mentioned before in a review of Punk's Not Dead that maybe Peter, someone like Peter yeah. Noon should be the villain. No, 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 he could never be a villain. He is a wonderful, he wonderful is. person with a great sense of humor. And his voice is still uh, just spot on and wonderful. So we'll probably be be seeing him again tonight. But anyway, just wanted to to give you a little heads up that it's not a flower show. It is the International Flower and Garden Festival. Flower show. And um, so I need to be be going toward Epcot to uh, attend said festival pretty soon. And so let's see, I'm going to wrap it up with, um, see, we've got to turn the spotlight off. Turn off that Patreon spotlight. Of course, it's patreon.com slash weird science. Patreon.com slash weird science, where you can encounter such characters as the Phantom Reviewer. Oh, my God. Or the guy kid, Jimmy Werner. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I'm sorry, the guy kid, Jimmy Alvin. Yeah, Jimmy um, Alvin. Let's see, Jimmy Werner. The man child, Eric Lee. Yes. The cellar dweller. Everyone's a big fan of the cellar dweller, I've heard. And so funny. Now, when Mike pull, plays it out there, the, the stuff that we're doing on the Patreon, like these names, it reminds me of our complaints of what this rant and rave turned into. And Though I will say the guy kid, hopefully people get the joke that the guy kid 
is the parody of the man child. Some people didn't really get that. See, Eric Shea and then also the guy, the, the, the one who stirs, he's the, he's the A number one. Top, Reggie Jackson? With the heap, king of the hill. It's going to be The guy, the straw that stirs the drink. <laughs> it is everyone's favorite, favorite podcast podcaster, podcast host. He's going to say my wife and I'm going to kill him. It is Jim Warner. Uh, oh my goodness. The, the main man, the, the big cheese of the Get Fresh crew, Jim Warner. Oh, and you can hear lots I'm of shows blushing. featuring Jim Warner on patreon.com slash weird science. Everyone needs to check those out. And let's see. So watch out. You never know those guys from the pop culture podcast. Every other Monday, they'll pop up and culture it's that ass. Up this Monday. Keep it weird and see you in seven. See you in seven. I just thought, too, because that's the end of this rant and rave thing. I just thought, like, I always struggle to end anything that I do, especially on Patreon, because when Eric's there, that's why you'll hear me at the end. What do we say, Eric? Because I, I never know what to say at the end, and I'll, I'll stammer and stumble along. I should just grab that from Mike and just have that as my ending, and I think I'm going to do that from now on. If I remember, I always forget things, but that is it. That is it for the Rant and Raves, a longer Rant and Rave deal. Like I said, why we did this or why I decided to do this for this as well as that Eric, he had drinking to do, but I'm going to be releasing this, obviously, when you listen to this, if you listen to it right away, the regular main podcast will be coming up later, a couple hours uh, later that night, which I'm recording this on Sunday. Uh, but with that, uh, just to, you know, wrap it all up. See, see, I'm already stammering and stumbling. I got to go back and play that from Dancing Mike. But yeah, if you go over, if you like what you hear, want to listen to these other shows that were mentioned a bunch of times, you can go over to patreon.com slash weird science and support us. We also have the website weird science DC comics, uh, dot com. And if you want to email us, uh, email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. Do all that if you want to be involved in the Rant and Raves. And if the Rant and Raves, if we have it at a certain level like this, which is, I'm looking now, it's going to be close to two hours, I will do this kind of separate show, have it come out early. I don't know if people enjoy that or whatnot. I'm sure people will complain that they like the flow of the podcast with it in there. Uh, but I figured that we'd try something a little bit different this week. So maybe it'll give you something to listen to before you end up listening to the main podcast tonight uh but yeah this week on the patreon we have the pop culture podcast we'll have that on monday we have a super secret podcast coming out probably monday night as well that i'm not even going to tell you what it's about you're gonna have to wait and see uh and we also have i'll be doing my other review show my other review show i haven't really looked at what was coming out this next week and usually this is about the time that i'll go through uh, the books that are coming out the following week to see what I would do for my show. So I'm going to look right now as we speak where I see a Fraggle Rock number one coming out. Hmm, that's interesting, Fraggle Rock. We also have I, – I always just look for the number one. So that's usually what I'm going to grab onto. Oh, you know what? We have that Isola Number two by Image Comics, which I love that first one, that Brendan Fletcher, uh, Carl Kershaw book. So I'll probably be doing that. So that I'll, I'll mark that down as a, a given. 
Uh, but yeah, th- other than that, maybe the Fraggle Rock. I have a feeling that Dancing Mike likes Fraggle Rock because you know what? I like Fraggle Rock, and usually Dancing Mike likes a lot of the things that I liked as well. Just we we just differ in our Scott Snyder love. That's where we differ. But uh, yeah, there's that. We might have. Uh, I know that the Cellar Dwellers working on a podcast of his horror movie deal and we have a bunch of other things coming up a new 52 review podcast on batwing volume one things like that so yeah keep an eye out i always do it even if you aren't on the patreon uh but you want to get a little taste of it i just want to remind you you can go over there and subscribe to it and you will not be billed for a month and you don't have to be billed you can actually quit before you get billed and then you could have at least tried out that's all i asked i don't sit there and sit and yell and scream like oh god damn it they did this and that and they stole this i'm you know i'm not lars ulrich i'm not yelling about stuff like that if if it's not for you it's not for you but i think there'd be something just about for everyone that's kind of how we are playing it we don't want to have one of those patrons that they just say you know if you you like what you hear on the seven hour podcast or this two hour rent rate podcast go and support us i i would i wouldn't do that as somebody i i would never do that you need to give me some value you uh for what i'm gonna give you extra and we try to do that that's pretty much how it's gone down it's kind of my mantra there that it much to the chagrin of eric and everyone else who has to get involved but that's kind of how we play it but i'm gonna end this now i'm gonna stop rambling on and i'm gonna say see you on the sevens oh, there it is.